Welcome to the Bass and Brews Podcast, your weekly distraction from other high-quality podcasts. And now, your host, Alice from Swamp Rat Fishing, and the co-hostess with the mostest, the Jabberhammer, Paul Roberts. and brews your weekly distraction from quality podcast content except this is the queen city chronicles and this is not a weekly distraction from quality podcast content this is quality podcast content we had to add this in to give us a little bit validity to the shitstorm that is regular bass and brews and today <laughs> is a little bit different than the other ones because we have one of the funnest tournaments that Queen City puts on. It's the Queen City Emerald event, which raises money. And I'm, we've got the people here to talk about that. And we have the winner. So I'm going to let them get into that. But before we do that, thank you for being here. And we appreciate y'all listening. This is going to be a good time. And, and I'm super excited. Not only do we have John, the winner, on, we have Brian the owner of BizBaits, and if y'all don't know who BizBaits are, you're probably living under a rock or you're not from the Carolinas. <laughs> and we actually got the head Ferrari in with us today. And no, it's not Vinny. It's Mary. The real commish. The, yes, the real commish. <laughs> Thank you. How, how is everybody doing tonight? Everybody answer at once so nobody knows what's going on. <laughs> Wonderful. Great. <laughs> Well, good deal. Okay. We're going to start off with John because he won it. All right. Tell us the baits. How, how did you catch the fish win, John? Tell us how you won. So when we go, y'all fish Norman, right? I did. Yeah. So it was a multi-lake event, but I, okay. I was on Lake Norman. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Tell us all that so I can, I can make notes for uh, the bass tournament coming up here at the end of the year. All right, you ready? So it's a real <laughs> short list. No, no, it uh, it all came down to shaky head. It's um, what I caught my first one on. That's what I stuck with the rest of the day. And uh, that uh, emerald green with uh, with uh, green flat. Um, that that was the ticket. Um, an eight foot of water under catwalks. So see, John um, John had his shit together today because he didn't even let me finish. I was <laughs> he went right into it. I was joking. First oh. one to, <laughs> that's my fault, man. I, you, I left a pause in there. When you're asking questions and you leave a pause, you leave oh. room for somebody to answer the question. That's not what we're going for. That's right. I'm, I'm in sales. I'm a closer. So let's go. There we go. See, so, so am I. So this is bad for Mary and Brian. Of course, Brian's probably in sales, too. <laughs> he does everything, be my guest. All right, John, uh, multi-lake multi event. So what did y'all, every year you have a specific lures and baits and stuff that you right. fish with. So tell us, tell us what that was. Give us, give us a little quick overcap from the angler side of what the Emerald City event was. Yeah, so this is only my second year doing it. Um, but, um, you know, Friday night, the night before we head down um, to the to weigh-in location, and pick up our bait pack uh, provided by uh, BizBait there. Um, and it had a, had a variety of different things. And I, I, honestly, I don't really remember everything. It was a buzz bait in there, a spinner bait, uh, some shaky heads, some net heads, 
a couple jigs. Um, that's all I can remember off the top of my head. And, and that's uh, all you can fish with. Uh oh, somebody's got an echo. Sounded fine on my end, but okay. I'm not sure. But the, um, we'll yeah, that's all you can fish with for the entire tournament. Came, is what came in that packet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and obviously, soft plastics go with it, but yeah. Right. Yeah. If yeah. you would shake your head, you get some, some, yeah sassy sticks or something like that i'm, I'm guessing yeah okay. yeah and uh the dizzy diamonds with with okay. uh brian the net heads uh, or the um little net baits and that kind of stuff so um but yeah it was i think it was a full pack of worms and a full pack of uh net dizzies so yeah. and then you had some trailers and then uh real uh, real fear custom baits i think he provided a pack of flukes and stuff like mm -hmm. that um so yeah. Did, did, did y'all know what was going to be in that pack before you got it, or was it a surprise on Friday? No, Brian Brian dropped it. Was it a month before? Something okay. like that. Yeah. It was about yeah, maybe a few weeks. So he had an idea. Yeah. Um, had a good idea of what was going to be in it. Thankfully, I throw biz bait anyway, so it's just another tournament for me. But um, uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, I was I was looking forward to it. I did well. Um, you know, I, I took up fishing in general last year and finished sixth in the Emerald event last year. So I had a lot of confidence. Honestly, up until Wednesday, I wasn't sure that I was going to fish it at all. And then went out and, and you know, was able to win it. So it was pretty cool. Did you pre-fish at all for this? Or <laughs> did you just go out there off of some history and say, this is what I'm going to roll with? Yeah, exactly. No, I didn't, uh, didn't pre-fish at all. I actually haven't been on Norman since May. Mm. and um, But I did go to uh, an area that I've caught fish in the past. Um, just because I have confidence there. I, I live five minutes from the ramp that I went to. Um, just just kept it simple uh, since it was last minute. And um, yeah, just said we'll find them. So did you have anything wacky or crazy happen during the tournament out of the norm, lose a fish, fall out of your boat, <laughs> anything like that happen? Yeah, and I have a very short temper. So if you watch the video that dropped today, um, so it, it would have been my... I think it would have been my fourth fish it was a it was another toad thankfully i didn't need it but um you'll see i get it all the way to the boat and i got that yak attack landing net thing and we we don't see eye to eye with that a lot of times but it, it went right past the net and then i was trying to fumble with it so i just grabbed the line as soon as i grabbed the line it snapped my fluorocarbon leader and uh so i'm sitting there i did it in slow motion i'm sitting there holding fluorocarbon in my hand and the fish just goes away and then of course you know i had to bleep it out and all that good stuff, but that was, that was uh, highly frustrating. And then um, fast forward three, four hours later, and I didn't, like I said, I didn't need it. I caught a little large mouth and, you know, I was measuring them and not even paying attention, just set my hand on top of them like I always do. And my, my pinky was just right on the edge of his eyeball and uh, it got uh, denied there um, or DQ'd. So, um, but it was one of those things that at that point of the day, like I had so much confidence at that point of the day, I was just laughing it off. But if that was, if, if I needed that fish, that would have been very, very frustrating as well. So you can't even <laughs> No, it was throughout, it was throughout the day, but I had it, I had it won, not being arrogant, but I had it won by 1030. This, yeah. This time of, yeah. And this time of year, you'll, we will get that down here, at least in our lakes in the Carolinas, a lot of times, you know, you, you'll have a good limit early in the morning if you caught a limit or you're you got a good two or three in queen cities because they do four fish 
you'll have those two or three good fish and you're hunting for one or two more later in the afternoon that you try to sneak up on. Norman, exactly. we know, is a is a big spotted bass lake. Were you on spots or were you on largemouth? A little of both. Uh, I think I had I think I had eight for the day, and um, five of them I believe were spots, and three were largies. What was your biggest? Twenty and a quarter spot, and then a nineteen seventy five largie. Ooh, a twenty and a quarter spot. That's a big ass spot. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean that's that is a that is a mean monster of a spot there. Yeah. So that you know that was I tied my PB spot with that fish. But the year before in the Emerald event is when I caught my first 20 and a quarter spot, um, five, probably 500 feet from where this one was. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Well, I hope nobody knows where you were fishing because two years in a row, you've, you've kicked some ass in the queen, in the Emerald event. <laughs> so yeah. People might be sneaking up behind you and throwing around you next year. Hey man, it, it's, it's all good. I didn't blur it out or anything. I was just like, it, it is what it is. There's so many fish in the lake. It doesn't really matter. So where can we go watch that video of you losing the big fish and seeing you get upset? Because you know, I've said it before on a lot of this podcast is if you want to if if you want to like go viral or have something that that people like to watch on social media, you know, hook yourself, hook somebody else, shit your pants, I saw or that. lose a big fish. <laughs> you know, I mean yeah. those are the things that will get you some views. Yeah, absolutely. So well I actually did a, a YouTube channel last year, so it's um just youtube.com and then it's at house fishing adventures um last name being house just kind of played on that um but it's it's just the newest video that's dropped and uh you can watch it out or watch it there and of course subscribe to the channel um uh, yeah hit the bell whatever you want to do but it's uh like i said it turned out to be a pretty good video it's kind of lengthy but um turned out to be a pretty good one well man that's great congratulations on the win that's huge yeah. you you know you're fishing against the Queen City folks, and we had we actually had some folks come over from from the Raleigh area that came to fish. I think y'all ended up with uh, how many people did y'all end up with? I think there were seventy. That's why. Uh, well, there were seventy registered. Five. I don't know how many actually fished, but well, um, hey, 70, 70 paid. That's all that matters. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I, I will say this, uh, and, and Vinny confirmed it. Um, you know, Queen City's been around for a long time. I think nine years now, and multiple times on Norman a year, but. Um, I now hold the record for the largest bag on Norman for Queen City. So, holy crap! What did it end up being? Seventy-eight, seventy-five. Woo! Y'all, this yeah. is a four fish limit. Yeah. Four fish limit now. This <laughs> seventy-eight inches. That's yeah. uh, that's a nice, especially on Norman. You know, Norman gets Norman gets some bad press about a you, know, you go out there and catch a bunch of spots, but you know this year when we've had folks on here, when we've reviewed a Norman tournament, they've caught largemouth, they've caught big spots. I mean, that's a nice, that's a nice bag anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what Vinny was saying. But you know, I, I was, I mean, I was tickled. You, you'll see it in the video. There's a lot of emotions in the videos being upset compared to, you know, just every time I'd catch a fish after that third one, I was like, I won. So <laughs> I was no catching it, but um, to beat second place by 11 and a half inches, it was a pretty good day. Yeah, that's you know what you you put it to them. That right there yeah. is putting it to them. All right, so so next we're gonna move along to Brian, the Biz Biz Bates Brian man. All right, so so tell us about Biz Bates and tell us tell us how Biz Bates is associated with the Emerald event. Yeah, so a little bit about Biz. Um, you know, we started 
Oh man, 13 years ago, I was making baits in college. It was something I was originally from Illinois. So there's not much to do in the winter and, uh, was making baits for fun and started as a college project and really didn't have the intention to make baits, um, into a business at first. It was just kind of a hobby. And then I know that's how a ton of guys start, whether they're making jigs, making plastics, whatever. Um, you just do it cause you're trying to get into it. What, what college were you at? Uh, in Illinois, it was Illinois State University. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so what the hell uh, brought you down to North Carolina? Yeah, so change, change of lifestyle and weather. <laughs> Just get out of Illinois and be closer to the beach and be near a lake. So. Well, you, you, picked, you picked a damn good place. You got a bunch of lakes and the beach is three hours away. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we came – we've been down here for now eight or nine years, almost ten. So – but back then, um, just started making baits for fun. Dad's garage, the whole the whole normal story, you know. And um, people, somebody's asked, you know, if they could buy some. I'm like, sure, yeah, here's some. So it was cool. So that's how it all started. Just year after year, you know, waiting tables, the whole whole nine yards. Um, starting out and uh, moved to North Carolina. Took it on where <clears throat> the demand got to where it required full time attention, but obviously didn't you know, necessarily spin off a, a full-time gig or anything, but it was at that point of, you know, this is requiring a lot of hours every day, um, you know, just making baits and trying to get this thing pushed out there. And so that's kind of how it all started. And, and here we are, we have a small warehouse space now uh, in Concord, which is just like 20 minutes from Norman, um, just outside Charlotte. Um, good group of guys over there helping make baits, um, ship, fulfill. So great team there. Um, we always say like we welcome anyone that's in the area to come on by, you know, we're not a storefront necessarily, but we're a warehouse, we're making baits and you can kind of see, you know, how we do that. So that's kind of a, a really quick overlap. So just how it started to kind of where biz baits is at at the moment. Did you have one of your, your baits that kind of took off and pushed you to where biz baits became what it is now? That's a great question. Um, I wouldn't say one bait. No, it's not like something catapulted us necessarily. Um, there's been a lot of um, baits that have been done well in tournaments where, you know, in this industry, guys can't can't or don't talk about it um, due to conflict and stuff. So there's been a couple of really large tournaments. Um, arguably the largest in this sport has been won on biz baits, but I can't speak to it. <laughs> we can just put connect some dots there. But that's really cool to know, but obviously no one else knows. Um, so no, it wasn't, um, you know, one bait. It's just year after year, right? 10 years of just like trying to come out with, um, some custom unique designs that are truly ours and formula and taking care of customers. Um, and just kind of the, the old school way, just letting every year follow the next and make sure you're taking great care of everybody and making a great product. And just, it's kind of slow and steady for sure. Yeah. We got the old Illuminati. Yeah. Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> who who did some damage on the college series last year and has been fishing the opens and yeah you know he's had a had a lot of a lot of his social media content ha, has been packing lures and stuff during his off time at, at biz baits yeah. i have a uh, one a, a quick story about biz bait so you know the v twin is a huge one that you see all the queen city folks fishing a lot mm -hmm. just the buzz bait in general and i was at a, a national tournament earlier this year and i was hanging around a, a buddy of mine we were talking we were talking fishing as usual sitting around a campfire drinking and he had he had jaws regular single blade buzz bait on and this is a guy that 
does a lot of fishing. He's in the industry. I was like, man, is, is that, is that what people talk about? And his words were, yeah, it's the shit. <laughs> and so I'm not going to name him because he's, <laughs> it's one of those things, right? Like you said, he's not necessarily in it, but, uh, yeah. So when he said that, I was like, uh, and I told you on the green room, I've been buying one for like three months now and have not <laughs> yet, yet done it because I have so many, so many lures right. from, I, I have not bought anything this year. Except right. for a couple couple small things that I've lost. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to get it. But all right, so back to back to the Emerald event and Buzz Baits. How did how did this partnership with Queen City and the Emerald event come about? Yeah, so you know, we've been trying um so I had a small little 300 square foot space next to one of the main tackle shops on Lake Norman. Um, it was a buddy, local guy, Shane LeHugh, fishes the elites now, mm -hmm. good friend, we're the same age and stuff. Uh, when I first was in the uh, Lake Norman area, we were in a two-bedroom apartment. And I'm like, man, I got to get biz out of a bedroom, you know. Uh, my wife's lighting candles trying to make the place not smell like biz days. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, man, does your dad have, like, some extra space or something? And so he he was renting the building where that tackle store was. So we were over there. We ended up, long story, moving into that spot. And uh, like I said, 300 square feet, a little bit bigger than a bedroom, but not much. And um, while we were there, we were next to the tackle store, meeting guys, local fishermen. And that's where a lot of this really started to spin off, which was great. And that's where the adoption came from. And that's where Queen City and Emerald comes in is, you know, heard about the kayak and Queen City was really up and coming, um, you know, five years ago. And then as we got more and more involved with the club, you know, Vinny and I were talking and he's like, man, we should do the charity event. I think the first year they'd done like kitty rod and he was like, you know, they could only fish with kitty rods, which um, I was definitely like getting, I was on board, but I was just still getting to know what their whole process there. And he's like, why don't we do like a biz baits event? And so we just tried to spin off. And now this is, this year marks the fourth year of changing things up or different baits, um, different colors, custom runs, a lot of customness within the run to try to have fun with the green and the emerald aspect of it. Um, so just really being a part of community and talking to Vinny and then wanting to do what we can to just kind of have a fun fall, you know, just for a great cause type event. That's awesome. And how many years have you been, have you in, in Queen City been doing this together? So this was the Queen City event like this has been, this was the fourth year. So we just wrapped up the fourth tournament doing it. Nice. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good deal. Next, we're going to go to Mary Ferrari, the real commish. I can't believe you didn't put <laughs> that in, in your name on here. You just put your regular name instead of the real commish. <laughs> That's great. Mary, tell us, tell us what the Emerald City I keep calling it Emerald City. You have to, I have to apologize, but the Emerald event, Queen City Emerald mm -hmm. event that we had, Tell us, tell us what is the purpose of that and why it started. So I'd say why it started. Vinny has seen the idea of the recovery high school come to fruition almost five years ago. And I think Vinny's had such always a big part for giving back and keeping Queen City still a family feel. So he's hosted charity events well before Emerald ever was a part of this particular August event. Um, and then I think him seeing, knowing we're a nonprofit. So we work so hard year round raising money. And then a lot of our kids started asking Vinny in particular to go out and fish and kayak fish. And so I think he started to just see like there's ways to bridge what he does and what I do 
and help us um, just continue to support what I do. And that's, uh, it's a unique school that we had started four years ago that helps young people in recovery to um, just have an alternative space of peer support. And it's, it was a first in the Carolinas and now we've helped another school open, but I I'd say it's just Vinny seeing the vision, like start from start to, to where we are today and uh, to see it just morph, but evolve and then grow in different ways and just be what it, what it was even this year was wonderful. I think, it felt anyway kind of big this year with everyone coming back to weigh in it it just felt um you know really nice to have everybody come back and then ask questions and be just equally as as grateful as i am that people participated people were excited and happy to be um participating in it so so it was cool what what extra stuff is there involved in putting on a charity event versus just you know a regular queen city event well i get to see if fortunate to see behind the scenes and all the hard work that Vinny puts in with uh kind of asking folks i can see his sponsors that help throughout the year in queen city events get excited about throwing in custom things uh that are green colored and i think people then have fun so i do feel that this emerald event um, with Brian helping with the baits and making it kind of unique. I love that it's a level, even playing fields for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that attracts a lot of anglers that may or may not be on the competitive level um, of the normal regular series. So it really does, you know, I think open the door, one, to have more people learn about what I'm doing, but two, to get even more involved in Queen City. Of course, he has... Queen City, Best series on Earth! I'm out. Oh, yeah, the pretend commission had to come in and 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 no, we got ruin a silly it. Show, it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, yeah. He threw you all out. You were you were rolling. Along I was rolling with like all of what I've seen. So I think the sponsors get really excited. Was what I was originally saying. And um, <laughs> I think I think the truth is um when he established the connection and relationship with Brian a couple years ago, um, it's been not easier. I know it's hard work, but I know that we are planning it and kind of once they look at each other or talk and say, Hey, we're doing this again next year. And it's like, yeah, we're going to do it again next year. Then it's just a matter of uh, timing the stuff out um, a couple months though, in advance just to get things lined up. Cause I know there's a lot that goes into it, but Different than a regular event, it's hard to say because I get to see all of the prep for every event, and they're just all a lot. But I think there's a little bit more fun around this one. The the money that y'all raise does it go to specific stuff within the school, or is it just a general pot that it goes into? This year, I guess. How does it help the school? Is is the question. So good question. In years past, it was specific towards like we had two green kayaks and we still have fishing rods and tackle. Um, But for this year, I'd say it's more for kids who can't afford to go. It's going into the specific kind of scholarship fund because we are getting more and more exposure. So that just means more and more families, whether they can or can't afford to attend my school. So it's kind of a big deal for this year in particular, one, because it was the most money raised this year. So it made even more sense to go towards a significant impact for a young person who can't afford to go to my school. 
that's pretty awesome there that a fishing tournament, a kayak fishing tournament makes that kind of impact for a youth yep. in, in, a, in a school that they need. Right. That's a, that's a whole different, a whole different ball game. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty good. John. Yes, sir. You, you going to fish it next year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to defend that title, man. Yeah, exactly. Y- y'all should y'all should get like a belt or a big necklace. You know how some of the college football teams have necklaces? Yeah. That, yeah. that should be what y'all carry to each tournament. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you, you know, you have Don't to wear that, it every tournament. Then he's going to be all over that. He'll have like a, a fake yeah. diamond gold chain <laughs> that like they have to pass from angler yeah. to angler. That'd, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Every tournament, whoever wins at every tournament they fish in Queen City, they have to wear it during the tournament to, you know, to show Oh, jeez. That's aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what, in the summertime, it might not, but you might not want to wear it because Vinny's probably going to have something that takes up half your chest. Yeah. A bunch of huge zirconium on there, hot. Yeah. I wear a uh, full life suit or a life vest, too, so that that would be brutal. (laughs) So, <laughs> I, I, be I, all I, the way you're trying to take pictures and stuff that'd be fun. i think that'd be awesome yeah I, I kayak fish but i don't know how to swim very good so there's that <laughs> you gotta look you got a vest on so all you gotta do is just lay back just lay back and relax yeah. <laughs> and, you know you know i don't know if y'all did boy scouts or girl scouts or anything like that but they always had the swimming badge and to pa- get your swimming badge you had to be able to float for like a minute or something yeah. i can't float now I was on the swim team, and they oh, were going to give me my my swimming badge because I couldn't float because I start off on my back and my legs would just sink, sink and then yeah. the rest of me would just sink. So I have to wear a life vest. Plus I've gained like eighty pounds over the last two years, but you know I, I, I swim like a rock straight yeah. down. Uh, Brian, but I, Mary, I will, I, I will ahead, say John. that the. Uh, pretty cool trophy is the, is the gym. You know, there's a lot of guys in the group that are, uh, still haven't got one of those gyms and I've been blessed to get one, uh, last two years. So Do you have one that you have one that you can put up on the screen for us close by. I could run and get it. Go get it real quick. Go yeah. It I'll real grab quick. It. For the people that are watching that might want to see it. Everybody that's listening. If you go tune in at 26 minutes and 28 seconds, somewhere a little bit after that, he's going to show it. Brian or Mary, did either of y'all fish in the tournament? <laughs> we did not <laughs> i have in the past but i told Vinny, i said between uh what we put into it day of mm-hmm. to fish and actually like compete and fish because for me and i think for him too if we're gonna do it we're gonna want to fish to compete it's just gonna we're gonna have to stop early it's just it's not really worth it um but it looks like uh there it is yeah there it yeah. is oh that is beautiful Oh, awesome. red. I got two of them. I'm yeah. colorblind, but they look green and red. They yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got an orange tint to me now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sunscreen in that tournament, did you? Yeah. Folks, wear your sunscreen. Don't listen to Alex Swamp Rat Fishing. Wear your sunscreen. It's worth it. <laughs> Brian, are you, or I'm assuming you're an angler by trade, yeah. by heart. Definitely. You got in, okay. So do you fish any of the kayak tournaments, boat tournaments? What do you do fishing-wise? Or probably yeah. nothing now since you got a fishing business. Everybody <laughs> says when you get the fishing industry, you don't have time to fish anymore. So it's so true. Yeah. So I started the 
college team at Illinois State. So that's where nice. competitive bass fishing started for me. Fished local trails. When we moved out here, we was fishing um, BFLs, team trails on the boat side. Uh, like I said, Shane LeHue, um is now, you know, obviously really focused on the elites. But at the time, he was making that transition. So had a lot of fun fishing, different things like that. Haven't gotten into the kayak side. Um, I probably need to. But um, I got a <laughs> four years ago. We had our first son and then a year ago, almost to this date, we now have a one-year-old. So like you said, man, between new dad, two kids, uh, a growing bait company and trying and trying to keep it going, um, I'm definitely distracted in other ways. So I don't fish as much at the moment, but still do it for fun. You, you might need to dabble in some kayak fishing because the kayak guys around the Carolinas who use biz baits will fight your ass over some biz bait talk. You know, I mean, they will go, they will go to war for some biz, especially the sassy stick. I mean, everybody's, everybody's Man. posting them and got them on there. That's so, awesome. Dude, that means the world. And that's like kind of a cool touch. I want, I didn't get to touch on John and Mary like that weekend. Um, last weekend was like, man, like, I'm just a dude that makes baits. Now we have a couple more great dudes that help help out. But, like, there's a really cool angle to this event. Obviously, the great cause. But, like, if you can put yourself in hard shoes with biz, like, to know that there's 70, sometimes 100 guys that are just competing right now and all they are, can use is stuff that you made in the warehouse. Like, mm. there's just a really cool element to that. And, like, we don't take it lightly. That's why we love the event. for. That's a secondary reason, of course. But – there's just something about that Saturday, like when I'm waiting to go meet Vinny and Mary, I'm just like, dude, like there's 70 dudes out there that are just picking through 10 packs of biz baits, trying to compete. Um, it just puts a fun, different spin on it for guys that are making baits or a company just for a second. It's just such a rare format that it is really pretty cool to think about. And, and folks listening, let's not skip over or forget to mention that all these biz baits are donated. We got 70 folks out there fishing with all these lures that were donated by Biz Bates. You know, when you think about small companies, and we've talked about it a lot on this podcast when we've had smaller bait makers on about folks are always hitting them up for free shit all the time. They want free stuff. This is an opportunity for you to get some free stuff. I mean, kind of, you got to pay your entry fee, but everything's going to a good cause, right? Mm -hmm. But y'all are y'all are donating all of these lures to the, to this event. Correct. And that, yeah. And so that is, that is huge. And we gotta, we gotta throw some hands up for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we appreciate it, man. Um, yeah. We work through, you know, obviously it, it's um, Vinny and myself and Mary work out, you know, obviously a smaller portion of, um, you know, allowing the ability to put 14 packs, I think, or something like that, full packs of baits into a package. Now it's not hundred percent donated, but it's, it's very much so, so that there's plenty of margin so that they can raise the money on these packages. Um, so I appreciate that. Yeah. Like when there's hundred guys, you know, I think we were factoring in like guys are the entry fee 75 bucks and Vinny and I and Mary have worked out. We're like, look, let's figure out how to get 75 bucks in baits. That way when they, sign up they're getting the value in baits before they go to the ramp you know like you just went online and bought it you got your value in it alone now you know that it's going um to a great cause you're competing like john's gets a couple emeralds bragging right you know they, they talk about like raffle off a kayak um and tons of other sponsorship prizes on the table so it's just like so much great that comes together 
Uh, it's totally worth it from the angler side of it. And it, again, it all goes to a great cause. Yeah, and get yeah. raffle off a native kayak. And my buddy Alex Sterling won that kayak and promptly oh, really? gave it to his wife when he got home. And he was super excited. He made a couple of videos about it. <laughs> super excited that now his wife has or her kayak for her to go fish with him. And he's already tricking it out. So that's awesome. Congrats to Alex on winning that too. Yeah. The bait oh, yeah. packages that y'all put together. Is this something y'all are doing a couple weeks in advance, or is this something like Friday night y'all sit around <laughs> with some cold beers and hot dogs and hamburgers on the grill and start packing all the packs up to give out to everybody? Yeah, so that's a great question. So I I, I wish, but also I'm glad it's not that scenario on a Friday. And <laughs> you know, we work with Benny on you know how many anglers are there and trying to predict how much to make. And you know when we're doing this custom color through our equipment, just having it having enough time to package it up and sort it. Um, but I mean. Yeah, it's uh Brian, remember a couple of years ago we kind of were doing something similar when we yeah. weren't sure how many people were gonna come. Yeah. And I think maybe more than we anticipated, but you did plan just in case, but then we were yeah. kind of scrambling to put stuff together. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, I think like packages wise, like you know, like this year, for example, 10, you know, 10 times 75 is like 750 packs, right? So it's between jigs and buzz baits and you know, it's all that, right. Baits wise, it's probably a lot. So no, as your, to your question, um, luckily we, we do plan ahead. We kind of predict there's, there's definitely a little bit left over. We overshoot it a little bit. Um, and then on the back end, if it's a custom color, we'll either move it, um, donate it for a good cause, maybe sell it on our custom shop on our website or something, but we make good use of whatever we overshoot, but we just try to get way ahead of it. So there's no frantic panicking the week of. <laughs> I'll take some up. Ahead, I'll take some of those green fleck uh, dizzy diamonds right here. <laughs> yeah, you deserve a couple. <laughs> You're making custom colors for this then, it sounds like. Yeah, so oh. we try to have a ton of fun with it. Like, it's again, it's, um, you know, you could get green pumpkin worms, but Vinny and I really try to put our heads together. Like next year already, or last year, like Mary talked about, right after we're like, okay, how can it be different? And so like this year we had our new baby cutter cross. So whether it's a new baits we released mm. combined with new custom colors in those baits, um, the buzz bait color they got was a custom color. That's not stock. Like, so we just try to have fun with it. The spinner bait was like, we called it uh, emerald, emerald green shad. So it had kind of a green, but shaddy look to it. So it's, you're getting your value, but then you're getting something that's unique and not stock on the website. Um, so again, just trying to really have fun with it. Yes. So a lure like a spinnerbait, I wouldn't want to lose because it's, you know, kind of one of a kind and then yeah. probably lose it in the first 10 minutes of me throwing it. That's what I would do. Exactly. I'd be, I'd be over there trying to pwn somebody's for <laughs> trade that's, stuff. That's, an, that's another cool angle of the event. You know, we get in and we hear about like, man, I lost my buzz bait in the first 10 minutes or I was catching <laughs> them on this jig and then I got it snagged. So like there's. There's kind of, that's what, that's why the event is cool. Like everyone does have the same stuff, but there's other elements to how are you going to fish it? What if you lose certain baits? What are you going to do? So, yeah. Yeah. And, and to your point on that, I actually, so with, with the shaky head, we had two three sixteenths and then we had two eighth ounce. Mm. Well, one of my three sixteenths broke off with that third fish and the other one, I saw an overhanging tree on riprap and I'm like, oh, there's a fish in there. I cast it in there right in the riprap. Couldn't get under there to get it. So, I would, you know, that was just frustrating. So in my head, I'm like, how can I turn this eight? So I was just like, if I cut the hook off, put it over the hook, over the bait keeper, 
and then put the worm on. Now I got a quarter, you know, or a, yeah, a quarter ounce. Just trying to think of ways to get it down because they wanted that faster fall, but I, I never did. Um, but uh, it was just just different things like that. You're just trying to think of like how can I make this work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that, it, that does add a whole dimension into how you fish when you, you know if you've been out there pre-fishing for three or four days over the last couple of weeks prior to an event you know their own green pumpkin you, most people probably have two or three packs of green pumpkin right. and they probably got two or three packs of that shaky head and yeah. so they're not worried about it when you roll out there with one pack of that and you're over there gluing worms together and pinching yep. them off right above where they tear and stuff like that. That's, that is pretty interesting uh, tactical tactics that can go into this kind of tournament. Yeah. Or, and if you're a jig fisherman, I mean, you get one flipping jig and one heavy finesse jig and like, that's it. So like, obviously, I mean, how many times you go jig fishing and lose a couple, right? So uh, every time. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily <laughs> the, the soft plastics, time. Luckily, the soft plastics, they're full packs. But still, I mean, how many times do you go through a full pack of stick baits? You know, like, you got to be careful. Yeah. Yeah, I was even reserving some of the Dizzy Diamonds. I'm like, if this, if I go through all these and have to start throwing a wacky setup, I'm going to use these <laughs> leftover worm carcasses. So, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's cool. Mary, tell us about, tell us a little bit more about the school and how we can help outside of this tournament. I appreciate that. So I'd say the biggest thing that people, when they hear, oh, we're a private school, we're a private school on purpose because we want to be able to do uh, a lot and be flexible and not have a lot of red tape and, and certain rules that kind of public dollars um, require you to follow because our kids need to be able to um, just meet when we meet young people where they are, there's just a lot you need to be able to do. Um, but I'd say I'd love for people to one, know we exist because there's a lot of teenagers that are struggling with substance use mental health and don't even know or think there could be an alternative and that it's not a downgrade. You're not going to some what one would kind of, I think, categorize in your head as some alternative school where you don't get a quality education or it's watered down stuff or it's a bit of a joke. We totally twit. Uh, switch it up and have a lot of fun, but they're getting into colleges and universities across the country. Um, we've had students get accepted to Berkeley School of Music, mm. App State, local local schools, out of state schools, um, four year schools, trade schools, whatever. And I'd want people to know that you know that all the pathways we support, but it just because we're private doesn't mean that we don't offer scholarships. We haven't turned one family away. Still, we're going to year five. Wow. We haven't turned one family away due to financial strain or need. Partial full scholarships have been given. We just ran numbers recently. We try to keep to 30, 35, um, no more from just a business standpoint to be able to support, you know, operating expenses to not go above that for our financial need. And if we need to, then we need to just raise more money. Well, last year we had over 40, 45%, even at one point where we were giving financial assistance and we'd love to keep growing that number, but that just depends a lot on community support and fundraising. Um, but just let people know, I please people talking about it helps to break shame and stigma around the struggles. And that's part of still what our society just you know, people point the finger of who to blame. Parents feel terrible that it's their fault. And there's just so many factors. And with such access that kids have, 
in high school, in every high school, no one particular high school is doing it wrong. It's everywhere. Um, and an easy fix to not deal with hard stuff in life. Um, I don't know about you, but I know I wouldn't be able to turn down, oh, like this will make you feel better or you don't have to deal with heart hurt and pain. Sure, take this pill, do this, smoke this real quick. And then you don't know genetically or just how that's gonna affect your body and boom, you could be struggling truly with an addiction and or add to your mental health struggle. Um, but the best place to go is to be around people who also understand the same struggle. And that's why I think our school is a little extra special. Okay, I got a little handful of questions. What's the name of the school? You said you started a second school, I, I believe earlier, if I'm not mistaken. We helped another school open okay. out actually, I think by you in Raleigh called Wake Monarch Academy. They're, they're okay. into year three. And what's the name of the school? And where's the current, your school? Is it in Charlotte? Yeah. Okay. And what's the name of that one? It's Emerald School of Excellence, and it's in Charlotte, right by Central and Eastway. So it's just outside the city. Okay. Is there, can they go to your website if people want yep. to donate or learn more? Where, where yep. can they find the information to go do that? They can go to emeraldschool.org and everywhere on there from scheduling a tour to come visit to donating to learning about what we do is all on there. And if people have a child or a family member or a friend that they think this might would help, they go to that website that they can reach out to y'all to get information. Yep, okay. they can. Great. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Oh, yeah. very welcome. Anything else, Mary? Do you have anything else to add on top of that? No, I think I think I appreciate just this time to share. Just tell people about it. That's the biggest thing. People don't know we exist. So from, you know, family members to just, you know, you're talking like you said, we're around a campfire right now. Just multiply that when you're out with your friends and family and say, hey, I just heard about this really cool school. Did you know it existed? That does wonders for us. Great. It's great to know we have one here in the Raleigh area, too. So we'll be able mm -hmm. to, I'll, I'll be in touch with you on that to get sure. some more information on that, too. Brian, Biss Bates, where are we going from here for the rest of the year, man? What's what's coming up? You got any, any announcements that that have been made or coming up that you can share? Or what what's exciting? What is exciting that's coming up with Biz Bates in the last half of this last quarter of this year? Yeah. So um, we actually just went to just wrapped up going to iCast for the first time um, in July, right? So as a as a company, a bait, you know, maker or whatever, we um you know, that's kind of a pinnacle going to the Bassmaster Classic. Hopefully. Have you ever been to the classic going, gone to a classic? Yeah. The last two years, last year, I started making it a thing that me and my son want to go every year. So I'm trying to work out the details for Oklahoma next year. <laughs> so hopefully we're going to make it, but yes, it's a great time. And to be on that stage and to be on the stage of ICAST, that's, you know, that's pretty damn awesome. Yeah. That's, and that's what I was going to say is like when you're at that type of event and that's why I was curious when in Tulsa's a hall, but uh, you know, there's there's the classic, which is obviously a huge event um, consumer wise. And, and there's just so much energy that comes to that. And then this was our first year bringing biz um, kind of with a new facelift, new rebrand and new look of packaging and stuff, too, um, with the new lead line. Um, it just felt like the right time to go to ICAST and, and kind of, you know, play with playing that game. So it was super. It was really, really fun. Um, a little surreal. We're behind striking, right? You look over and there's the acquisition of, um, was a big, it was like big bite, but either way, one of those, um, yeah, D and J plastics got, um, bought out, which is big bite. 
Um, that was the news that broke Wednesday morning in ICAST, right? So it's just cool to be like, this is an industry type event. It was really fun to be there and, and get the product and the, and the name out there some more and talk kind of behind the scenes. So, you know, fall things turn down. Um, they get a little bit quiet, but we just put our head down, get ready. Uh, we prototype some new stuff, plan out already kind of what's going to be new. Uh, get ready for Black Friday. We always have fun around that, which is scary enough, only like two months away. And uh, we have a killer trade show season, which starts right in January. And it actually starts in your backyard in Raleigh. So if you go, yeah. please come by and say hi. Yeah, um, sure. It's a killer show, and that kicks off our sh trade show season in January. I figured this time of year is when y'all probably have to actually get really geared up as this fall winter season because people start buying their baits, you know, in the winter. I mean, they start wanting to stock up then. Exactly. Going through. Cool, exactly. Yeah, we use this time to, to get inventory kind of back up and build it. I mean, for those that don't know, we make everything from scratch in our warehouse. It's as American made as it can be from plastic to the lead products. I mean, we're mixing raw plastic and glitter and pigment every day. So, like I said, come on by if you're in the area. We're always open. Would love to show you how it's done. But, I mean, it's done in a 2,000-square-foot spot right now, just a little hole in the wall. And uh, that, So we need to take this time to be, get inventory back up, get ready for Black Friday trade shows. And it's weird to think about next year, you know, like that 2024 is kind of close. <laughs> so, so making all these lures and all this glitter, do you have work clothes? And when you get home, you have to take them off before you come inside so you don't have <laughs> glitter all over your house? Yes. Yes, definitely. So um, luckily, um, fortunately, man, I, I don't actually make the soft plastics anymore. Great dude. So Tyler, no more glitter in, in Brian's home. No more. I used to be covered in it. Every time I would get a, every time I would go to get a haircut, I used to get a buzz cut all the time. So it was like a number one. And every time the lady cutting my hair would start to notice glitter like on my scalp. And she's like, what are you doing this weekend? And I'm like, listen, listen I make baits for a living. Yeah, 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 right. And then you pay her with a bunch of $2 bills. And she's like, yeah, yeah. sure, you make lures. Uh -huh. Yeah, so now I got to explain that it's because of fishing lures, and it just gets awkward. Yeah. I'm sure nobody believes that unless they fish. Right, exactly, exactly. John but it's, House, a, messy, it's oh, a messy gig, that's for sure. Hey, there you go. John House, the winner, the champion. Man, yep. you know, one of the things I always ask, the folks that are on here who fish a tournament, the Queen City Chronicles, is what's one thing that you got from this tournament that you can carry on to the next tournament or, you know, for you continuing to fish tournaments? Yeah, uh, well, there's a couple of things, but the, the two main things would be, you know, maintain confidence. Um, you know, it's easy to get down, especially if you lose a fish like that early on. Um, but then, too, trust your instincts. Um, you know, I had caught that fish one another two hours to check the video out another two hours hadn't had a bite and and my buddy uh slow boat fishing and i we we talk on the radios quite a bit i was like man we got to get out of here they're not back here today as soon as we moved out to the channel that's when it started hitting mm. so um you know just just having that instinct to to move and then sticking with it uh rather than you know forcing my stuff to stay back in the creeks all day um you know really paid off good deal Back up for a second, Brian. Where can, where can we find? Where can the people find biz baits, and if they want to order lures and stuff like that? Yeah, so if you're a fan of the Carolinas, we're we're definitely in a lot of almost all the local stores within the Charlotte area. Um, 
up and towards you, we're working on a couple more dealers in the Raleigh area, but Bobcats out of, you know, Kirk Scott, that that's a great store. Um, Tackle Warehouse carries most of our line. Mm. And then if you're not, if you don't have a local store nearby, then bizbaits.com. Uh, we ship daily. We take a tremendous amount of pride on getting stuff out really, really quickly. We know anglers need their baits yesterday. And so we get them out really quick. So if you want to order direct, um, we'll get it out fast for you. All right. Good. You covered that because I skipped it. Thank you. John, tell us the social medias. You already said your, your YouTube page. Where else can we follow you in your fishing journeys and what you're doing with Queen City? Yeah, so pretty much any platform is just at House Fishing Adventures. Um, so I have a have a TikTok, um, Instagram, and and Facebook page. So um, not really trying to grow any of those. I'm just on there goofing off, looking at videos mostly, but um, they all are geared towards focusing, you know, pushing you or directing you towards the YouTube channel, um, which is just, just a hobby. I, I don't know if you, if you know, but I had stage four cancer back in 08. Mm -hmm. um, so I use my YouTube channel as more of a keepsake uh, for my, my three daughters. So um, it's just, just a way to, you know, make some videos, have fun with it. And then, uh, you know, leave something behind. Man, that's awesome. Congratulations on that, too. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. All right. We're going to start wrapping this up. Do y'all have anything? Oh, oh, crap. Shit. I'm getting one last thing. John, one of the great things about Queen City, and we cover it on every Chronicles that we do, and it's one of my greatest things to hear these stories, is Queen City is known for the, the, the anglers that do really well are always reaching out to the folks that are new or who are struggling and are always helping. Have you have you been able to make some friendships and lean on some guys that have helped you since you know this year, you said your second year of fishing? Have you yeah. been able to to lean on some of these guys that have helped you fishing and learn? De yeah, definitely. I mean, it's almost anybody that you reach out to in Queen City is at least willing to to answer some questions for you. And I'm a big uh, big guy on on uh you know trying to gather information like I, I i absorb it all and it could they could be bluffing me or i don't know but i'm still going to take it to heart and try it so um but yeah i mean you know bryson westfish and you had them on there i became pretty close with them and um, um obviously my buddy mark linden with slow boat fish and they uh uh you know he's fished in the west coast a little bit so i've learned a lot from him but then um you know chris he was with us last year um uh, Chad Walden uh, has helped me out. Um, Mike Hicks has helped me out. So there's been several guys that I've just reached out to and just, I'm not afraid to ask anybody anything. And, you know, if they're willing to answer it, I'm just going to take it and see if I can apply it to what I do. But, um, you know, like I said, I've, I've asked so many questions to so many anglers, it's tough to put names on all of them, but those are the, those are the ones that I reach out to and rely on the most. Well, if fishing game while you're bass fishing make sure you holler at josh from abide fishing because he catches the biggest catfish during bass fishing tournaments i've ever seen so make sure you yeah, give him a preferably holler. not but <laughs> <laughs> that's what he so, would say too well, yeah. look, any any uh words of wisdom you want to leave all any of you want to leave us with or anything else you want to plug before we end this yeah, I'll go if, if it's okay. So I was blessed nope, to be nope, on that. You've talked enough. Nope, you're yeah. <laughs> No, I'm blessed enough to be on uh, Carolina Waters Pro Staff this year. Right. So shout out to those guys. They're over there near you. And, um, you know, they got hats and, and fishing apparel. It's uh, fantastic stuff. But that's another great resource that, you know, we have a, a pro staff chat. 
I get so much information from those guys. Um, some of them are on kayaks, but most of them are on boats, but they just know fishing. Uh, so that's been a great resource. Obviously, plug myself. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in Lake Norman, holla at your boy. And um, just appreciate it again, Mary with Emerald and Brian and, and Vinny and all the people. Man, it's, uh, it's a fun hobby that I've became addicted to, unfortunately. And, um, you know, just having a ball with it. Mary, anything you want to leave us with? Yeah, I just, I think this is such a cool example of what it means to collaborate and do something awesome together. Um, more people need to do that. And I think this is just a great example. And thank you for showcasing all of us from this event. I think this was a special uh, opportunity. So thank you. No, we thank y'all for coming on because we need, we need folks like y'all and we need Queen City and tournament fishing to come on here and make this podcast a little bit better than what it is with our regular <laughs> podcast. Brian, I want you to leave us with a, some words of wisdom. Like, give us give us some Yogi Berra words of wisdom, and we're going to end this. You better don't don't mess it up either. Now I know, right? Um, <laughs> gosh, words of wisdom. I mean, I don't never know. Give up, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Never give up. <laughs> um, you should put that start putting that on your packs of baits <laughs> yeah biz baits never give up we'll get, we'll get ike after us um hey God. all publicity is good publicity right exactly um i mean to touch on what mary said like we always i mean just like just pay it forward you know like help people uh, that's what we're about and um that's what i'm definitely about i know you know john's a great dude i've gotten to know him now over these last two years mary and Vinny um getting to know you obviously thank you for having us on the show but just pay it forward like so many times we can get caught up in like you know what's in it for me or what can we do here um i don't know if this is words of wisdom that's what came to mind when mary was talking about you know just how this all came together just you know we can do so much more together if you want to go if you want to go fast go by yourself if you want to go far go with the group you know it takes many and i look at that with biz but i also look at with the club i mean they have a special group of people, guys and girls. It's so cool to see the camaraderie, like John was saying. He asks for advice from so many guys, and they're all so willing to help from guys that are just dudes in that club and hammers, helping guys that just are showing up and like, this is my first event. You know, even Emerald was the first event for many. And so, um, you know, just words of wisdom would just be to just help people out. You know, we're all, we're all human. We all have a lot in common. We all love each other. We don't hate each other like everybody may think. And uh, yeah, just reach out leave a lending hand and it'll be a better place we all love fishing yeah all love fishing fishing brings us together exactly this is queen city chronicles we're going to call it stop eight because it is stop eight even though i'm not sure if it's stop eight in the schedule but it's the queen city chronicles emerald event this is a great event i'm so excited we got to have y'all on thank y'all for coming on this is wonderful for sharing your stories your journeys and what this event was about look y'all Bass and Brews podcast, your weekly distraction from quality podcast content. Except for this episode, it was quality podcast content. So thank y'all for listening. Y'all hang out in the green room. Don't go anywhere. We're going to take this on out. And hell.